Hey there, welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Kim Hutchins and at 412 we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. 412 is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Ontario. We are so excited to be able to continue to equip you through our podcast and YouTube. Today, I'm excited to bring you Tony Newhoff. Tony's a family law mediator, former divorce attorney, author, speaker, and co-host of the Smart Family Podcast. She's been married to leadership expert, author, speaker, and former pastor, Carrie Newhoff, for over 31 years. And in this episode, we're going to talk about her book, Before You Split, and dive into peacemaking and forgiveness. Let's get started. Welcome, Tony. I am so excited to have you on our 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, and can you tell us, everyone that's joining us, just a little bit about you? I know I gave them a little tidbit in our intro, but we'd just love to hear more about who you are and about what you do. Sure. Well, uh, I am married to Kerry Newhoff. Mm -hmm. um, some might know him. He's a, um, a pastor, a leader, Odd, author, podcaster, his yeah. name is out there. Yeah. Uh, we've been married for 32 years. Okay. And uh, we have two sons who are grown. So okay. we've been empty nesters now for several years. Nice. And in my <laughs> professional life, uh, Carrie and I met in law school. Okay. And before that, I um, trained and qualified as a pharmacist. So oh, I've wow. had an active professional life and mm -hmm. also a very active life in the church. I've been involved in our church um, just north of Toronto in okay. Oromodonte yeah. uh, for years and years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we now are part of Connexus Church, right. um, which Carrie led for several years, but now has turned over the leadership to Jeff Brody. Right. So that's a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit about who you are. And you have a podcast, right? Yes, yes. I, I, <laughs> thank you for reminding me about that. Um, my podcast was, was a baby two years ago go yeah. now. So Dr. Rob Meter is a friend of ours and mm -hmm. a pediatrician. Yeah, and he's amazing. I just have to say we've had him oh, here at Faith. Yes. And I've had him on the podcast on the audio version. Oh, Fantastic. so good. Yeah. Yes. So we've been friends for years okay. and I've practiced as a divorce attorney. So mm -hmm. I've worked with um, with people who are going through a uh, marital breakdown and, and yeah. seeing all of the pain that families are dealing with. Right. He sees pain in families as well, but through the illness of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so we yeah. decided to team up and uh, put some resources out there for families, mm -hmm. um, basically to help people love being home. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I love what you guys do, and we will yeah. definitely have a link for that so everyone yeah. can check it out. Thank and you. And then also, you have written a book, which we're going to touch on today, Before You Split, and uh, that came out of your experiences, right? All right, well, like, yes. how did, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, so in my family law practice, yeah. uh, I worked with uh, many people who were leaving their marriages for various mm -hmm. reasons. And, you know, going through that process, uh, I'm sure some of your listeners even know it personally, is yeah. is just so difficult. It's, it's like going through a death of somebody yeah. close to you. 
uh, I referred to it as palliative care for a relationship. Okay. <laughs> and so it was um, an opportunity for me to see um, people up close, you know, mm -hmm. at a, a very um, difficult time, uh, you know, a time of a lot of grief. And uh, some people who came back to me after they went through the process said that they were disappointed. Okay. And I remember one man in particular who looked at me uh, with tears in his eyes, and yeah. he was not one given to crying. He was a businessman. He had three kids who were still at home. Yeah. And he said, if only I'd known then what I know now, I wow. would have worked harder to save my marriage. Oh, my goodness. And he wasn't the only one who said that. Yeah. And it also transported me to the place where I could have been the person on the other side of the desk and I could have been saying something like yeah. that because Carrie and I went through many rough years yeah. in our own marriage yeah. and by the grace of God had made it out the other side. Mm -hmm. So now I would say I have a marriage I would never want to leave. <laughs> it's a complete transformation <laughs> um, and by the grace of God, yeah. I, I mean that sincerely. Yeah. So, uh, so all of that put together led me to be motivated to write about mm -hmm. what my clients were seeing on the other side of divorce yeah. and some of the solutions that Carrie and I had found along the way. Right. Yeah. And was there one specific like catalyst that's like, oh my goodness, I have to write this book, right? <laughs> Is there one event that just stands out to you? There was, um, <laughs> but it may not be what you expect. Uh, Carrie and I went to dinner with his book agent okay. in Texas. And so while we were there, you know, they were chatting about his upcoming book and all their ideas. And then yeah. she, she switched and she said, okay, now I want to hear all about your law practice, Tony. And yeah. I, I told her she had some questions and so through that, she said, you have to write a book. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> I thought, well, you're a book agent, so you tell yeah. everyone you meet you have to write a book. Of course, right? <laughs> so I, I did kind of blow it off. Okay. But a few months later, she messaged me again and said, where's that proposal? I thought really? you were going to send me a proposal. And so I, I had actually started praying about it, yeah. but at that point... Uh, I really had the nudging and the and the confirmation, I think, from the Holy Spirit that mm -hmm. this was something I had to take seriously. Wow. And I didn't know where it would go. I, I thought a proposal is actually a long shot. Um, right? For someone like me who has not very much of a platform, you know, I've been quite private with yeah. the details of my life. <laughs> there are a few people who know me well, but many yeah. who don't. And so uh, I, I have to say I was surprised to get through the proposal process, get it out there, and actually have a publisher yeah. accepted. Wow. And that process, like how long did that take and, and how did you do it? Did you have a team to help you? Um, there, I had an editor yeah. and um, there was a team at Waterbrook. I'm very grateful for everyone yeah. on the team. Uh, I, from start to finish, from the very first mention of the book, um, that would have been in 2017. Okay. So... Uh, had the proposal done in 2018, did most of the writing in 2019, 2020. Yeah. And then they wanted the book about a year before its release. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. That's quite the process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now in the book, which I have been loving, it's been so amazing. And I just think that if I'd had that as a newly married, you know, person, 
think it could have saved so much heartache, right? And so many things, especially. Me too. Right? I wish I had it 25 years ago. <laughs> well, and I especially um, resonated with the part about, you know, I have so many expectations and mm -hmm. they definitely were not met and they probably mm -hmm. weren't even realistic, right? Mm -hmm. And so can we talk a little bit about that part in the book? Well, let me turn a question around to you. Sure. So yeah. when, when you and your husband faced a clash of expectations, what would happen? Yeah, oh, let's see. And I think back, I mean, obviously we've worked through things now. We've been married for like 20 years, over 20 years. So, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were first married, I think that, you know, we would have, I would have an expectation about how things were going to go or like I remember um, when my firstborn was about a month old and his mother took him so that I could rest and my husband thought, this is a great opportunity to clean the house and to get, you know, lives tidied back up. And I was just like, are you kidding me? I'm exhausted. <laughs> and so I absolutely was so grumpy. And we did clean the house. But in the end, like, we ended up having to talk. Like, no, I, I was going to sleep, not mm. clean. And you wanted to clean. So we were on different pages. And so that kind of made us realize oh my goodness, we really need to work on our expectations and our communication. Mm. I'll just share one other little thing. Sure. My husband built a coffee table. And so I verbally gave him some, you know, specifications of what I thought it was going to look like. And then he built it. And I had even drawn a picture, but I didn't put measurements because I was just like artistic. It's sure. just going to kind of look like this and this little bit like this. So he took those and he interpreted it differently than what I expected <laughs> and so the coffee table was supposed to have this drawer in the center and I had a he made a glass inlay so I could put my flowers that he'd given me in there but mm. then I would be able to open the drawer and change it but because the coffee table went the base part went too far back when you pulled the drawer out well you couldn't get into the drawer <laughs> so for years I kept that coffee table as a reminder I need to clarify what I expect and we need to make sure we're on the same page <laughs> oh what an amazing symbol oh, oh good for goodness. you bravo <laughs> Oh, you mentioned earlier um, the grumpiness. Yes. And I think um, often what people find with, with clashing expectations is they just give rise to these emotions. Yes. You know, sometimes heated, it can seem to come out of nowhere, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, whether it's grumpiness or... Um, you know, anger, whatever. Um, I, I say, like, take control of your expectations before your emotions take control of you. Yeah. Because, you know, we bring these expectations into marriage and we don't even know where they, they're no, there. Right? And we only yeah. discover it as we're, as we're going along. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked to a pastor who does premarital counseling. Okay. And he told me about a couple who were about to be married um, he took them through a battery of questions um, yeah. to try to uncover some of those expectations. So he asked them, how many times a week are you going to have sex? Oh, great and question, so, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. So they, they both independently wrote down their answers and yeah. they had them hidden. And then he had them reveal them. Yeah. And hers had like two question marks. Oh. And his said 13. Oh, my goodness. And he's, the pastor said, well... 13, that's pretty specific. How do you figure that? 
And he said, oh, it's easy. Twice a day, every day except Sunday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. And, and her eyes are like this. <laughs> so the thing is, yeah. we, we don't know in advance yeah. how these expectations are going to surface and how we're going to respond emotionally when they do, yeah. but they will. Yeah. And what I like to tell people is when, when you have heated emotions over something, mm -hmm. chances are there's an expectation under the surface that's yeah. been, um, that's clashing. Yeah. And if you can dial back when you're calm, mm -hmm. reflect on your own, you know, it, is, was there an expectation there? Yeah. Was there something that, um, you, you know, you view as normal or you were thinking this is definitely what's going to happen, but your partner obviously has a different perspective right. and, yeah. and a different expectation. And, um, and, and when you can do that and go into a deliberate conversation mm -hmm. about, you know, what might have been some expectations that we brought into that heated conversation, yeah. then you can start to um, see whether there may be some ground to, to move, to adjust, to, yeah. you know, bring this together. Sometimes a process that requires help. You know, sometimes yeah. you'll need oh, to go yeah, to a, right? a counselor or a mentor or somebody to make yeah. progress. But um, but uh, I just want to leave people with the message that those overblown emotional reactions mm -hmm. don't need to win the day. And you can make progress by by approaching your expectations and adjusting them. Yeah, that's so good. Oh my goodness. And there are there are issues that yeah. um, successful couples, successfully married couples will take through the lifetime of their marriage without resolving. Okay. So I, I, I don't want to leave people with the understanding that, you know, we need to see eye to eye on every single issue or every oh, yeah. single opinion. Right. It's not realistic and it doesn't have to happen. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's so good that you did that. I said that. <laughs> now, also, um, with your book, what is the future for it? Because I see it as a book that's not just for people who are about to split, right? I think that it is so beneficial for everyone at any stage in marriage, and especially, I would think, newlyweds, too, but or those just going into marriage. So what do you think you'll do with the future with that and with your speaking in that? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. Um, I really do want this book to get into the hands of couples. Mm -hmm. It can help. Yeah. Um, I was writing it with the target of um, ourselves, basically, <laughs> Carrie and I, when we struggled so deeply for yeah. so long, uh, there are practical solutions that I, mm -hmm. you know, would have really helped us out. Yep. Things like, you know, knowing more about emotional intelligence, learning mm -hmm. about uh, peacemaking, yeah. and uh, how to step out even if you feel like you can't trust the other person, yeah. and how to approach forgiveness and make progress, and you know, community and mm -hmm. fun and intimacy. So. Um, I am planning on talking about it. I, I really don't want to stop talking about yeah. it until no, I don't. feel like it has made its way out there yeah. to the people it can help. And um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to go where God leads me. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about forgiveness that you mentioned. And what's a step that somebody who's joining us could take towards forgiveness, maybe in a relationship, in a marriage or in another relationship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think about the people who are are thinking like it's all his fault or it's all her yeah. fault. 
Um, people sometimes get polarized when there's resentment or mm. bitterness, yeah. and um, that kind that high level of frustration, or even you know people who are saying something like, maybe we're just not compatible, right? Um, yeah. Can be a signal that there are unforgiven grievances, okay. and those grievances, you know, we can carry around like a heavy sack. Mm -hmm. They can be such a burden on uh, on a marriage. Yeah. Uh, so forgiveness, I think, is is something that Carrie and I didn't deliberately approach in our early years. Right. And um, and when you don't go there, uh, over time, it, it can builds. lead us into yeah. the you know, the marriage wrecking place of contempt. Mm -hmm. And we actually did reach the, con the, the point of contempt at one oh, point. Wow. So, um, you know, it, I like to describe forgiveness as, as a, a process, a building process. Mm -hmm. And I compare it to building steps. Yeah. So we want steps that last, right? If you're yeah. going to go to the effort of building them, they might as well enjoy yeah. for years. <laughs> so I've, I think about it as um, building those ancient stone steps that have three basic ingredients. Yeah. They, they're stones mm -hmm. and mortar and water. Okay. And the stones are justice the mortar is mercy, and the water is humility. Ooh, that's so, great! <laughs> <laughs> so, the, just to describe briefly, the, the stones of justice refer yeah. to the, the story, the incidents, all the feelings mm. attached from both people's perspectives. Yeah. Y you really can't uh, authentically enter a process of forgiveness without dealing with what actually happened right. from and both both um, spouses perspectives are valid yeah. and needed yes, and you, yeah. you need to deal with the feelings attached to whatever it was that happened mm -hmm. so st the stones are justice the mortar is mercy just okay. the ability to see your spouse through eyes of compassion yeah. as a human who has <laughs> strengths and weaknesses you know yeah. beauty and brokenness mm -hmm. and then the water of humility is really what binds it all together and yeah. that's the ability to see myself to honestly face the pain of my own faults and weaknesses and whatever it is that I brought into this situation. Yeah. And often, wow. you know, a, a whole pile of unforgiven grievances is complex. Okay. And when you start to have those conversations, if it hasn't been your habit as a couple to have them in the past, mm -hmm. then building your steps of forgiveness is a mess. Yeah, right? it If you be. take out stones and mortar and water and mix them together, you're going to have a mess. Yeah. And those conversations are messy. Yeah. But I just want to impress on people how worthwhile it is yeah. that if you if you take those ingredients you mix them together work with them build those steps that practice of forgiveness that you build yeah. and then you can get into the habit of walking over and over and yes. over will take you to higher ground in your wow. marriage. That's so good to picture that, right? And I'm so glad mm. you said that because it is messy, right? And mm. I think that we need to recognize that <laughs> yes. and know that that's okay. It's mm. going to be a mess. Yeah, I, I can it. laugh about it now <laughs> yes, make light of it. Goodness. But it's, yeah, it, it's, a, uh, it's a process that um, takes some grit mm -hmm. and determination and uh, a lot of humility. Mm. Um, but it has honestly transformed our marriage from wow. um, from one that I, uh, I wondered whether I would have to leave to a marriage that I, I would never leave. Yeah, that's amazing. 
And you've got some fantastic resources and tools on your website to help people through things like this, right? Oh, well, thank you, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it one like that better uh, conflict resource? Yeah, this? better yeah. conflict cheat, cheat sheet. sheet. That's it, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a handy cheat sheet to uh, how to approach conflict and yeah. get through it better. And uh, yes, there's a, a companion to it as well now. The, um, oh, 10 ways to stop your next fight. Okay, so they're oh, actu yeah. They're, they're actual statements that you can say right. that you can pull out you can have yeah. the sheet there on the fridge yeah um, so that when you're in the middle of a tight spot um, it's a it's a reminder of oh yes we can turn this conversation around right it doesn't have to blow up yeah so good yeah mm. that's great and can you share with us maybe a story of someone who's been impacted by all that you've done through your podcast or just through your book and speaking, um, you know, that would help others. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Um, well, there is a, a woman who I heard from recently mm -hmm. who said um, she's tried all kinds of marriage resources with yeah. her husband. I think they've been married close to 15 years and um, they're in ministry. Okay. Uh, and she said she's she's used resources such as those from the Gottman Institute, which is amazing. I love yeah. the Gottman Institute materials. Okay. Um, and uh, that it was what I wrote about on um, the topic of the mud story, you mm -hmm. know, the wounds that we bring into marriage. Yeah. And uh, about the victim story, the victim mm -hmm. mentality. Yes, um, that was that, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brought all those resources home for her and helped yeah. her to make actual progress. Oh, so yeah. I was so thrilled to hear that. That is so good, right? And to know that you're helping others, that just, yeah, I love it. I'm grateful. I yeah, and I love how yeah. God uses something too, that our pain, things that we've gone through to help others, right? Mm. And so I think that's just a beautiful picture of how we can work together. Mm. So, yes, yeah. our God of redemption. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about those who are joining us today, and a lot of them are volunteers in the local church, right? And is there something that you could say to encourage them right now, maybe through the season, maybe they're working on forgiveness in mm. relationships, whether it's a marriage or just through this season, this time, mm. it's been really tough. So is there mm -hmm. something you could say to encourage them? Sure. I, I think we, it, particularly if, if it's a struggling phase of marriage, yeah. it's easy to get into the place where, um, you know, maybe self-pity takes over mm. and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's, it's hard to get away from the thought that, you know, that I didn't sign up for this or, you know, this marriage isn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. And I would encourage a little switch in that mindset or maybe um, a, a mantra that can be more helpful when you're in mm -hmm. that phase that love is what you bring to your marriage not what you take from it oh, I, I think that. I think God does intend marriage to be a, a training ground yes. where we <laughs> learn to love yeah. and so <laughs> learning to um, to bring love to your marriage and to make that your focus yeah. um, seems hard to do if you're in a deep phase of struggle, mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. it is the one thing that can completely turn the tides and influence your marriage to head in a better direction. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> and do you also have a verse that you could share? I just love asking guests this because you never know what verse you're going to get, but it's always been so encouraging for those that are joining us. So what verse would you share? Yeah, I would point to um, 1 Peter 5 
uh, verse 5, where Peter says, mm -hmm. all of you clothe yourselves with humility, mm -hmm. uh, for God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Yeah. And that's such a powerful learning that I, it really didn't hit home to me until I heard it in a sermon. Mm -hmm. And this was several years into even our, our difficult years. I wish, yeah. I wish it had stood out to me that way earlier, but I'm sure God's timing is perfect. Yes. But I realized that I, the last thing I want to do is to set God up as an opponent. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. in, in all things we, we really do, we who follow Christ, are looking for God's favor, yeah. Um, but taking the the proudful position of you know it's all his fault, it's all her fault, um, nothing sticks to me. Yeah. Um, you know I've got it all right. I'm always right. You know those positions of pride actually, the Bible says, yeah. set God up in opposition to us mm. um, because He then has to drive home that. Uh, that that humble position where we're we're ready to receive, we're ready yeah. to seek wisdom. You know, we're ready to look inward and assume responsibility and own mm. our part. Yeah, that's hard to do. It's so hard to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Tony, thank you so much. You have such great and amazing insight, and I'm just—it's such a blessing to be able to sit here and talk with you about marriages and being healthy and your book and speaking in your podcast. So again, mm. thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, well, thanks for having me. For those joining us today, I hope that you were inspired through my conversation with Tony and that you're ready to take steps forward in your relationships. Again, we mentioned this in the episode, but Tony's new book is called Before You Split. I know that I've benefited from her book and I'd love for you to benefit as well. So to help you out, we're doing a giveaway. It's easy to enter. Simply subscribe, like, and comment on the YouTube version of this episode for a chance to win. The closing date for entries is in the show notes. Also, in the show notes, we'll post all of the helpful resources that Tony mentioned today, including a link to the Smart Family Podcast and Tony's website. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. And for those watching the video edition, subscribe and like our YouTube channel so that you don't miss an episode. Also hop onto the discussion by following us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 412 Canada. Looking forward to next time. Thanks for joining us.